Are your kitchen and bathroom way overdue for a remodel? Well, I got the guy for you. Call John Sellers at First Response Contracting, 484-256-7136. Both residential and commercial services, and he's licensed and insured. Call him at 484-256-7136, First Response Contracting. Hello, this is Brad Wiseman. You're listening to Real Estate and You. We are back in the studio, and we have a special guest here. This is going to be an interesting show because we just threw this together in about, mm, I'm going to say, 30 seconds, something like that, which is kind of how all the shows end up going. Right, Hugo? That's right. That's That's right, right. yeah. So we got Mark Chackness. He's the broker of record for Keller Williams Platinum Realty, of course. And we brought him in here because there's a lot of question or a lot of misconception, a lot of confusion <laughs> around what the hell is a broker. So I'm here to set the record straight. You're here to is set the I'm record straight. Yeah, and I'm having a hard time getting this microphone set right today. So now we're good. Um, yeah, like everybody says, oh, broker, they'll just call you a broker sometimes, and you're not. You are a broker. Correct. Okay. And we can kind of explain that what's the difference between a broker and a realtor? What did you do to get this super cool title? So, you know, having a broker's license is like maybe equivalent to getting a master's and something yeah, like that. It's absolutely. not to that extent of education, although it is a pretty significant absolutely. Uh, added layer of education, as you, you know a little yep. bit as you're going through some of these classes. But you acquire a broker's license to do really one of three things. You want to own your own brokerage. Yep. You want to manage a brokerage or you want to get more involved with property management, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Um, at the basic real estate level, when you get your license, you can do some property management. But if you really want to get more involved with it, you have to get your broker's license. Gotcha. And goes along with, obviously, you know, managing an office as sure. well. Um, when you start up, you know, your own company and you have your broker's license, then you have to have a broker of record. And that's what I am for Keller Williams. Right. Now, can you be a broker of record for other companies in Pennsylvania. Yes, you can. You can, um, you cannot be an agent for multiple companies in the same state, but yes, okay. uh, I could be the broker for multiple companies. Yeah. Cause I've seen other companies in the area that the broker, you know, the other companies that we have in our area here, that the broker is not even in the, the office, right? Like it's a broker somewhere else and they're the broker for maybe many of the franchise's yeah. offices. So exactly. So it's an interesting situation there. It with is. That. Yeah. And we have like, for example, we have a referral company, yep. which is like really just uh, a side entity, but it is a brokerage. Yep. I have to be the broker of record for that. So those are agents that are, you know, licensed in escrow, but can be referral agents to agents that are fully actively licensed. Right. Um, so I am a broker for record for two companies. For two companies. Yeah. Amazing. So when, what kind of studying, I mean, what, how much time did this take to get this? I mean, I've been a realtor for 30 years and Jeez. I think what they should do is they should have a, uh, a 30 year and you get the broker. <laughs> like like the you should Emeritus just get it. Award. You should just get yeah. like, yeah, exactly. No, but I, I understand now why it takes, why it's, it's something different because I'm going through the classes now Yeah, and it gives you a whole new respect for what you had to learn in order to become or to take the test to become a broker. Sure. It's a lot of schooling. Yeah. So technically you need only three years of experience, but it is tied to production. Right. So you have to have, I believe a hundred sides, mm-hmm. which is either a buyer or a seller or a lease. So you have to add that all up. Which is actually pretty much in the first, in three years. And that's what I was going to say. If somebody's Most new. People, yeah. If somebody's you know, new, you're probably not doing a hundred sides the first three years. Maybe you are, yeah. but you know, 
locally speaking, I yeah. would say it's uncommon. So I would say uh, about year five, actually, in my career is when I got my broker's license. Yeah. 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 I know as soon after you got your license, you got your broker's license, which is, which yeah. is not, I don't think it's as common. I think a lot of times people are in 10, maybe 12 years or so, yeah. and then decide to do it. Or the slow guy here, like me, yeah. I'm in 30 years. 30 yeah. Years. I think I'm ready to <laughs> get that master's degree in real estate. Still getting through those classes. I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's a pain in the butt. It, it really is. is. There's just, it's the law. It's all the, the different things that you have to learn, but it's, it's all stuff that that keeps us out of out of trouble yeah keeps us out of uh lawsuits and things like that shouldn't say keeps us out reduces the possibility the risk and liability (laughs) because as a broker you know very well that we there's there's liability and that's something that you deal with right yeah so that that's really the main objective as as a broker of record of a company is to kind of supervise all the agents and have an oversight of all the deals that are happening between our buyers and sellers so a lot of what I do on a day-to-day basis is just problem solving, yeah. whether it's something that occurred within, within the transaction or on an agreement, uh, contract, what have you. Um, but that's pretty much what I do yeah. every day of the week. And then you also get sometimes where people decide that they're going to go after either A, the buyer, the seller, the agent, whoever, or everybody. Sure. And then you have to deal with that. Yeah. The, the notices from the courts come to you. They do. They do. I mean, our Pennsylvania uh, agreements of sale have a mediation process in yeah. line first before yep. someone takes it right to court. You could go straight to court, but oftentimes the mediation process is the, is the best uh, first available option. But yeah, the, the buck kind of stops with me when it comes yep. to that kind of thing. So I get the lawsuits landing on my desk. That's good. And then I have to, yeah, I we have like to deal that. with the attorney. Yeah. Susan and I are very happy about that, actually, that you get those letters yes. and not us. Yeah. Yes. Well, very you good. know, oftentimes, you know, we're getting them dropped off by a, by a sheriff. Yes. I, yep. yeah. Not fun. Not a no, fun. Nobody not. ever wants to see that coming getting into the served. office. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> getting served. We know what it is. And we're not called, uh, we're not, we're not, when we say getting served, it's not a vodka and tonic. Just so you know, we're talking about, yeah, nasty paperwork. And for the general viewership out there, they should know like these, it's a very limited very basis. Yeah. Like I could count on the, on my one hand, how yeah. many we receive throughout the yeah. year and not all of them go to court. No, you know, a lot of the times it's getting settled outside of court or it's something that, um, probably shouldn't have been proposed in the first place. Yeah. Uh, but we also have insurances and sure. things like that in place. So yeah, it, it's, it, yeah, we don't want to make it sound like it happens a lot for our, for our company here. It does not. No. And, and a lot of that's you setting up the parameters for what we call compliance. I mean, yeah. you you set up what you feel is the right are the right forms that need to be signed and done. You also have it set up that basically as realtors, as agents in this company and including myself, I have to live by this too. Yeah. That if it's not in the file, I don't get my commission check. Correct. So, you know, I think there's a lot of companies out there that don't do that, uh that kind of fly more the seat of the pants, uh you know, yeah. and and there it doesn't work out so well. Yeah, we're pretty strict here on compliance, but for good reason, because it really limits then those number yep. of lawsuits that could potentially come in. I mean, I'm I'm probably toughest on our seller's property disclosure. I think any attorney out there would say, you know, that's the one thing they kind of look at first yes. outside of the agreement in terms of what was on there or what wasn't. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes when these lawsuits come about, it's about misrepresentation or non-disclosure. Um, it could be something within the contract itself, but a lot mm. of times it's a problem that accru- arose after the fact. Yeah. And then they kind of look to that document to see, okay, what did the seller tell you what at that they time? Say? And was it accurate? Yeah. Was it truthful or did they misrepresent? So no water in the basement and first three inches of rain, there's four foot of water. In the that's basement. right. That's a that's, common one. That's a problem. Yeah. That's yeah a or I love, one. I love small trickle. 
Small trickle during heavy rains. Minor, minor rainstorm minor. in 2015. Yeah, only Never hap- had a drop in the basement. Only so. happened during hurricane. So you get, and we get like a little bit of mist outside and yeah. there's four foot of water in the yeah. basement. That's yeah. a problem, yeah. But that happens. And that's why we tell it people. Does. I tell people all the time, my seller clients, you know, when in doubt, disclose. If yeah. you're if you're thinking about it, mm-hmm. disclose it. 100%. The, what, what do you have to lose? I mean, yeah. you have nothing to lose. You only you, you have to lose when later on it comes up and it's an issue and you're That's like, right. oh, I wish I would have said something. Yeah. You know, so disclose, disclose, disclose always. Yeah. I'll give I'll give one more quick tip about yeah, that. Go ahead. Sellers. Like if you ever had a contractor out or any licensed company of any sort that looked at an issue in the past and maybe you say you didn't repair it back then. You should probably still disclose it, especially if it hadn't been fixed, because those are the type of things where they'll say, no, you know, we never dealt with that. And then something does happen to that particular item. Mm. And then they hire that same contracting company. They're like, well, I told these people five years ago. That (laughs) was an issue. I've heard that so many times. Oh, yeah. Always. They're like, well, yeah, we were in here last week before it settled. And we told them, we told them the heating system didn't work. Pretty much you a loss in (laughs) in the suit. You're you're not going to win on that one. Yeah. One of my first deals uh, when I first got into business was kind of like that. Actually, much worse. It was a semi-detached and I'll never forget it. The like four weeks after settlement uh, and they had put down, you know, small trickle during yep. storms, whatever, but never had an accumulation of any kind of rain. Like, yep. you know, it was just moisture, whatever. So we, they moved to the, the buyer moves in. I get a call from uh, the buyer's agent after they moved in. Mm-hmm. And it's like six weeks later, we had had major rain, like, like three, four inches of rain in a day. And uh, next thing you know, I get this call. And they said, I said, well, they said, oh, by the way, when they called the fire company (laughs) to come pump out the water out of their basement, that's how much water was in the basement. They said, oh, yeah, we've been here eight (laughs) or nine times before. Yeah, there you go, right? Talk about so, getting calls with your pants down. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, geez, so um, that just shows you that you're never going to get away with it no. on a self-disclosure statement. No. It's going to come back to bite in the butt at some point. It, so uh, yeah. it's a big part of what you do, though, which it, it's interesting. It is a big part. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. What, so, What, um, what is ahead, a seller's disclosure? What is that? So that's that's a is state. Is that a document? It's a yes. state-required form. Um, so every seller has to fill one out. And uh, it essentially tells you a little bit of the backstory of the house. You know, yeah. talk about... Who's lived here? When did you buy it? Have you had any pets? How old's your heat, your AC? And then disclose any issues that you've had, current actually, or past. It actually prompts you, which is what I like. Yeah. You know, when you think about like years ago, when I first got in the business, disclosure was in this form. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, do you have anything to disclose about the house? No. Okay, so then let's get this listing contract <laughs> yeah, right, done. Right. That's the way it went. So what happened is with the seller disclosure statement, which was brought into effect, you know, years ago, was because it it made you think. Sure, it makes you think. You'll sit mm-hmm. there because maybe you wouldn't think about the electrical problem that was a problem, but if it's asking you was there a problem, you're mm-hmm. going to go, oh yeah, we did. You know, yeah. to make so it's funny how it's evolved. It's, you know, it's not a bad thing at all. And I I think the the hardest part right now in the market that we're in currently is that most deals are getting done without inspections. Yeah. So if if you have an inspection paired with a properly filled out seller's disclosure, you've got pretty good confidence going Absolutely. into the house. But what we're seeing more often than not now is no inspection yes. and a so-so filled out disclosure. Yes. And that's where problems arise. Absolutely. And I think that's, I think it's really good that, that you're very strict on that. And it made, makes us very strict on it, obviously. Yeah. And telling our sellers, look, you need to have this all filled out. Yep. And then what's nice is we have uh, really good transaction coordinators uh, here that for our agents and um, they end up making sure that that's all filled out also. So yeah. there's a lot of steps in the compliance I think it's good for people to know that we're we're following the the letter of the law from PA. 
No and doubt that's what we're doing. It's yeah. not that we're trying to be a pain in the ass. We're doing it because it's it's the right things to do. Well, we're looking to protect our clients' interests. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's not only our own. You know, it's yeah. really it's really our clients' best yeah, interests. Exactly. In order to be strict on that, we don't want to. We don't want them getting wrapped up into something. You know, later on, I always say when you walk away from this house, you don't want to have to look back. Yeah. You know, people want to walk away and go, okay, I took my memories with me, but I don't want to look back at any problems. That's right. You know, yeah, and, positive and, or negative. Yeah. Because exactly. we can deal with it. Be very mostly attached to a home. You just sold it, and then the next thing you know, you're caught up in a lawsuit yeah. or or perhaps you went through a divorce and it was a chapter in your life. Now you wanted to close. Next thing you know, it's back open because yeah, exactly. you didn't close properly. So yeah, not fun. Those are the type of things. Yeah. Not fun. What other things can you think about that, that you can do as a broker uh, versus a realtor? I'm trying to think of anything else. So you can open your own company. Correct. You can run your own company, manage it, run it, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be it's something that most people think too. You don't have to own the company Correct. to be the broker of record. That's correct. Yeah. So the broker record is really just like the the head of compliances like yeah. we just talked about, but you could just be a broker within that company and then considered an associate broker. Yeah. So that that's different levels of licensure at the broker level. Uh, an associate broker back in the day, I would say it was more um, renowned as like someone that was just further educated in the industry, yeah. you yeah. know, and we don't see that as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because people view it as, well, that education doesn't pay mm-hmm. unless I'm going to be the main Use broker for, or right. a manager or property manager so, or open my own thing. Yeah. Know? So like when I did my broker's classes in 2015, I'm trying to think, I think there was two people in our class. Crazy. And now I know when people are trying to get their broker's license, you know, it's, it's extremely limited and they don't even yeah. have as many classes. They don't. They and to, so. that's one of the things I've noticed. They don't have as many classes. Um, but it's, you know, I would suggest anybody out there to get it. Yeah. Um, especially here's the thing, you know, I've I tell myself this and I've never followed it in real estate, but always be prepared for an opportunity. Yeah. You know, you, you might think, oh, why would I ever need my brokers? But you never know when somebody's going to say, hey, you know what? We're starting a new real estate company. You will never be looked at if you don't have your brokers. Yeah. If you have your brokers, you're one of the few that does. Yeah. And if your personality fits theirs, they might say, hey, we want you we want you on board. Well, there's no doubt it, it, it should help you in your business. Absolutely. You know, in attaining new business. I mean, it's that added layer of yep. education that everyone should respect that, yeah. you, that you went through. Absolutely. So, yeah, Absolutely. So what do you think about? Um, taking the broker hat off. What do you think about this market? What do you think is going on? So, you know, what I've been seeing mostly as of late is prices are continuing to appreciate. I'd say particularly under the $500,000 mark. Yeah, totally. And agree. then we're starting to see things to slow down a little bit as far as activity yeah. on the 500 plus they're still selling, but it feels like those houses have kind of reached a peak now. Yeah, I, and, I agree. You know, if we got 30 showings on our $300,000 listing, we might only have five on our 600,000 listing. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and we're seeing price reductions. I mean, th- yeah, that, 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 that 600 yeah. plus, man, 600 plus, 550 plus yeah. is starting to see price reductions. And I think that's a, that I do think is a direct result of interest rates. Yeah. I think, I think, cause when you start getting into that realm, it definitely affects your payment. I mean, it's not it's, about it. And at some point you just kind of have to run out of buyers for these type of absolutely. properties that have been selling for so much money, absolutely. Um, just based on our demographics and Berks County in general. But, you know, we're still a pretty affordable place to live. We've oh, talked yeah. about this before, you know, that's why that price under 500,000 still goes you know, pretty quickly yeah. because, you know, $500,000 in some of these other areas closer to the Philadelphia markets. It's a condo. It could be, it could even be <laughs> like, be. I saw a townhouse listed for sale down in um, Ivyland, PA, which is uh, Warminster. Okay. 
$975,000. For a townhouse. For a townhouse. Yeah, that's just it incredible. It looks like, you know, like the Grande ones that they just built here in yeah. Rosemont, which are beautiful. Yes. But, but they're not three times the price. Yeah, what, it's crazy. You know, four times. Maybe. We still have a really good market for here for that the affordability. Yeah, and that's the affordability. Thing Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, Hugo, you had a question, didn't you? Did you have another question? Oh, yeah. I was wondering, like, um, what is the the thing or improvement that you can do to your home prior to selling that will give you the greatest return on investment? Yeah. Prior to selling, I would say if you got carpets that need to be replaced, replace the carpets and paint goes a long way. Absolutely. Because a lot of times, you know, the buyers go into a house to determine whether or not they feel as though the sellers lived in it hard. Mm -hmm. You know, you might have four kids and two dogs and every piece of trim in that house is torn up and the carpets are stinky. Have you been in my house? No. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. Specifically referencing Brad's house, but I am. But It's amazing what a Bernese mountain dog can do. But, you know, they won't have any clue if those carpets are brand new and you just freshly painted the place and then their mindset changes. Absolutely. And And those dollars that you just spent could equate to, I'd say, two and a half times what you put into it. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. And if you're looking for, that's short term, I think. If you're looking for long term and you're thinking, um, you know, we're thinking about redoing our kitchen. I think those are those are decisions that you'd want to wait. You'd want to know that you're going to be there for at least five years more. Yeah. Don't kitchen you think and, so? Kitchen and master bath. Yeah, probably. like that. Yeah, because those are pricey, yeah. pricey items. And, and I don't know if you're going to get it back in a year or two. But yeah. I think if you wait that five years, mm-hmm. you probably at least break even or yeah. or make a little bit of money. Yeah, I agree. And it's also uh, a little dependent on location. You know a- what I mean? Absolutely. So if you're absolutely. ground zero for real estate in Berks County, wherever you determine that to be, um, and you need to put the kitchen in, you'll, you'll get your money back yeah. and maybe then some, yeah. but in other areas that maybe you're pricing yourself out of that market, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I always think it's funny too. People will ask the question like about finished basements and things. If the whole community, like Werner farm, mm-hmm. if everybody in there are 99% of them have finished basements yeah. and you don't, yes, it's going to affect your it value. Something. Right. It's no going to affect you. It. You're not yeah. going to be able to get what the person just sold for. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Absolutely. Um, so those things do matter, mm-hmm. you know? It's not like you're going to get a ton more. You're just not going to get market value. Right. You know, it really is what yeah. it is. So. And the finished basements aren't cheap to do, especially no, now. No, they're not. So, I no, mean, they're not. You know, th- these people could have done that for 30 grand 10 years ago, and now it's costing you 70 grand to yeah. finish your basement. It's so true. So. Did that answer your question, Hugo? Yep. All right, cool. Anything else you want to end with? Believe it or not, we spoke for 18 minutes. 18 minutes. <laughs> it's a good conversation, though. We now know what a broker does. We know what a broker uh, what a realtor can't do, which is which is good to know, and all that other stuff. Anything else you can think of? No, thanks yeah. for having me on. No problem. You're going to go golfing? Golfing today. Golfing today? Men's that's league good. today for teens. All right, good, Perfect good, good. Timing. All right, sounds good, man. All right, that's it. There we have it. Broker versus realtor. What the hell is a broker now we know? Thank goodness we know. Because I know a lot of people ask that question, and uh, now we know. So we will see you next Thursday at 7 p.m. All right, that's it. Thank you. Are your kitchen and bathroom remodels a little overdue? Well, now's your chance to call First Response Contracting. John Sellers will take care of you. 484-256-7136. They do residential and commercial, and they're licensed and insured. Give them a call at 484-256-7136.